Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello listeners, we are back with the PWI, Pro Wrestling Index, unfortunately Andy can't join us, got some new shift hours at work, so it'll be me, Guy Drinkle, stepping in for this week, and we'll try and figure a way around his work hours, but it's me, Guy Drinkle, stepping into the hosting chair, and joining me is Mo Chatra, how are you doing Mo? Oh, I'm doing really, really good, um, all the better for seeing Arsenal just lose again, um, as you recall this, so... Uh, Really, really looking forward to watching Arsenal fan TV again. Uh, when they lose, we all win. So, uh, looking absolutely. forward to that after this. Absolutely, absolutely. And are you suffering from the cold, more? I know I bloody am, as people can probably tell with my nasally voice. No, luckily not. But um, you never know, I might just catch it through Skype from you. So uh... <laughs> Take a day off, it'll be fine. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's going around. It's, it's definitely going around. But uh, ho- hopefully this cold spell won't last for too much longer and we can all uh, get back to normal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And before we uh, do talk about something else to avoid talking about this bit bland pay-per-view, um, just your general thoughts on Elimination Chamber? Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a throwaway show, really. Hmm. Mare, I think, is probably the best word to describe it um i thought the main event was really really good yeah but uh as for the rest of it um yeah it, it really didn't float my boat um wasn't uh something that i'll necessarily go back and rewatch several times over mm. yeah i mean i kind of agree with that i mean the main event i mean it, it helped build some some Big hitters in the big hitters in the WWE, um, but yeah, the re- the rest of the pay per view. I mean, other than the Ronda segment, which we'll obviously talk to uh, talk about specifically, I, I thought it was all a bit meaningless. But we'll, we'll go through it by ma- uh, match by match. So we'll start with the women's chamber. Obviously, um, breaking history once again is the women uh, first elimin first women's elimination chamber match. What just your general thoughts on this match? Then more. Yeah, so I, I wasn't too enamoured by the early going. Um, I think we had Sonia Deville and who was it? I think it was, it Bailey. was Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that, needless to say, wasn't a really exciting start. But 
I think it was clear, though, that the match meant a lot to both because they, they actually seemed nervous right at the start of the match. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, clearly being the first ever women's match and the first two women to kick off the match clearly was a big deal to them. Um, but the match certainly got better as it went on. Uh, Mickey James, I thought, were, looked pretty good. Um, certainly made a decent effort, that great spot off the top of one of the pods. Um, for a near fall, that that was really good, and um, you know I thought Sasha Banks as well um, was very very good uh, while she was in there, uh, but it was to an extent dragged down a little by the fact that we had Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose who are both still mm. you know relatively new and you know not quite ready for a big high profile match like this, but nonetheless it certainly picked up towards the end. Um, and I like the story of um, Alexa almost trying to run away from Sasha and uh, Bailey, but then obviously Sasha turned on Bailey, and um, that allowed Alexa to kind of even things up with Sasha, um, helping to see uh, Bailey off, and obviously Alexa catching uh, Bailey in that kind of cradle for a pin, and then in the end, um, as I predicted last week, and I think as Andy did as well. Um, Alexa retained the title, and um, that, was, that was a big win. And I thought it certainly picked up, and in the end, I thought it was a good match. wasn't anything really more than that, though. Um, so, yeah, pretty solid start, but not a spectacular one. It, it was better than the Intercontinental Championship one a few a few years ago. <laughs> um, but that, that's, yeah. not, that's not saying much. Um, that's probably doing the women a disservice. But obviously you brought up a couple of things there. I mean, Bailey versus Sasha, they seem to... Uh, be building a few towards something. Obviously, it continued on Raw when uh, Bailey uh, didn't tag in with Sasha. Um, where where do you think this going? I mean, it's obviously a bit early to talk about WrestleMania matches, but do you think <clears throat> this will lead to I don't know, maybe a, a title match with Alexa <clears throat> in in a triple threat match, and then maybe Asuka goes to SmackDown or something like that? Because that hasn't been confirmed yet. I don't think. But or do you think it'll just be? A, a one a one on one match at WrestleMania because it seems to be building towards a match, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, uh, no, I mean I, I think it's likely that WrestleMania will probably see um, uh, Sasha Banks go one on one with uh, Bailey. Um, though I think they're keeping it slightly open in terms of mm-hmm. what the eventual title match might be, but I do think it will probably would be um, Alexa Bliss versus um, Alexa. Alexa. Well, yeah, sorry. That's the name. <laughs> uh, it is late, listeners. Too, uh, too many Alexa years. Bliss. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and possibly Nia Jax. Um, you know, she, she certainly, well, we'll come on to that match in a moment, but um, you know, there's certainly the possibility that three-way could happen in that kind of way um but i think that it's still open as a possibility for sasha to be involved in the title match but the way things are looking now i suspect it's more likely sasha against bailey one-on-one i mean bear in mind they've got to fill i think it's close to seven hours um in a few weeks time at wrestlemania in between the main show and the pre-show so um they'll have to have a lot of matches on the show and um yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha and Bailey are certainly um, part of the main show as a singles match. And if that's the case, then 
I think it'll be a really good match. And it'll be interesting in terms of crowd reactions as well, because amongst the kind of more smart, fa- smart mark type fans who certainly attend WrestleMania in large numbers, um, I get the sense that Sasha's certainly more over with them than Bailey is, even though Bailey's that kind of clean cut baby face. Um, she's she certainly got certain similarities. John Cena is one of these acts that's uh, more geared towards children. Mm. And so I think that um, there will be a bit of a, as Vince would call it, a bizarre world reaction whereby Sasha as the heel will get far more of a stronger reaction than Bailey as the face. Um, but if if that's the match, then I'll be more than happy with it. I think it'll be a really good match uh, at WrestleMania. But as you say, um, certainly different uh, permutations um, are possible leading to the big show. Yeah, all good stuff. I mean, I think we'd probably be happy with any of their matches, really, because I think the Raw, unlike, although the Chamber, obviously, is the uh, both members of Absolution, was it wasn't the strongest, but I think they are suffering with a couple injuries. I mean, Alicia Fox, very meh, but obviously Paige is the big injury, isn't she? so the roster isn't isn't huge, but there's a, there's more fair, more established talent, isn't there, on the Raw Women's uh, title picture but anyway we'll, we'll move on to alexa obviously a couple of things is this, this is obviously a huge show of faith in alexa isn't it because she she came in at last year's draft or the year before draft and, and nobody seemed that bothered and that, now she seems to be she'd be able to not not carry a division but she she's been a big player since she's came up to the uh a main roster and also she obviously cut that promo afterwards i mean he talked about the the uh, two openers being nervous but you saw the pouring out of emotions from Alexa so just a couple things show faith in Alexa and then the probo afterwards and just genuine reaction from her oh the promo was fantastic wasn't it <laughs> it was really really good she had some of the crowd going I think you know mm, it was like oh right so she's yeah and then uh, just in a you know click of the fingers almost um, turned completely and uh, yeah back to being just a fantastic heel. You know, she, she's been a real surprise package um, over the last year. Um, I, I wasn't overly impressed with her in NXT, um, even though, you know, obviously she was being groomed um, to be a top star on the main roster. Um, I felt she was lacking um, you know, in certain departments. But since stepping up, um, you know, she's really taken the leap up in a stride and grown massively as a personality as a heel and in the ring as well um, i don't think as a worker she's at the level of a charlotte or a sasha banks but mm. she can more than hold her own and uh you know certainly a very very credible champion holds the belt um you know really well defends it in, in a really fine way and comes across as a credible champion and uh, certainly goes into WrestleMania as a very over talent, and uh, you know that that is one match I'm really looking forward to um, between her and Asuka at the least, if not um, with one, maybe even two others involved too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, just glowing praise for her since she's been uh, drafted to the main roster. She she's probably been only topped by Charlotte really in terms of uh, being best personality, best. Uh, 
champion really because the, the, them two exclusively have been champions for prolonged periods but we'll, we'll move on from the from the women's chamber to probably well there's a good few pointless matches on here but this probably tops it the bar versus titus worldwide in apollo not cruise uh and titus o'neill um i don't want to ask you about match quality because i it's kind of pointless, but um, is it time for WWE to stop putting these filler feuds on pay-per-views? I know it's, I know they've got a lot of talent to fit in on pay-per-views and stuff like that, and obviously they seem to be changing that with the uh, core pay-per-view stuff next year, but it, these matches are just pointless, aren't they? You know who's going to win, and you know it's not going to be exactly exciting stuff, is it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was hardly a great sign for the tag team division that, um, you know, we, we had these two kind of challenge, well, challenging for the titles. And uh, it really was something that didn't add much to the credibility of the tag team division or the tag team titles that, uh, you know, Apollo Crews and um, O'Neill were in the ring against the champions. And the champions have been, you know, a fine pairing. Um, for much of the last year, you know, they've been really, really strong. Um, you know, Sheamus and Cesaro, we've talked about them at length, um, on, on the show. And, um, they've certainly been one of the better and more consistent acts on Raw over the last six to nine months. But, um, yeah, th- this match certainly didn't do them favors or the tag team division any favors. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's part of the reason why I do and have been banging on about perhaps having some of these different divisions unified on one or the other of the mm. two brands. Um, you know, I, I think the talent pool isn't quite deep enough in the tag team division across Raw and SmackDown for them to be separated. So I think they'd be far stronger um, united. And given how Raw and SmackDown increasingly are, um, in terms of the division between the two brands, the lines are becoming increasingly blurred. You know, just why not bring it all together? Why not just do that again and uh, do away with this whole split? Because, um, you know, be- before long, I'm sure they will um, bring it all back together as one roster. Um, so, you know, certainly at, at the very least, do that for some of the divisions. So, you know, you can have all the tag teams potentially be able to compete against one another. And, uh, if that's the case, then I think it will certainly galvanise the tag team division um, across the company. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, it's it's a weird one. I mean, I don't think Apollo or Titus O'Neil, they've not really connected or, or showcased anything really. I mean, seeing as this is pretty much a pointless talking point, so we might as well add, a, add another one just to kind of... Uh, Add a few more minutes because it's a short, short pay-per-view. Obviously, Apollo um, not done much since he came up from NXT. I think he obviously came up a bit prematurely because he was—he wasn't even settled in NXT really. Um, obviously, he was a big talent on uh, the Indies. I think Uha was he called? I can't remember. Um, Uha Nation, yeah. Uha Nation, and he, that seemed to be very much over. But he's obviously talented. But what do you think? He's just stuck in. WWE limbo really where there's nothing nothing for him because this Titus worldwide thing is pretty crap 
Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he's, he's a really good talent, um, in the ring, but he is one of these people though, that, um, he's one of these people that beyond being able to work a really good match, um, doesn't really have a great deal else. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's clearly got some personality, but he's not got a big personality. Hmm. Um, he can probably cut a decent promo, but not a great promo. Um, a bit like Cesaro. And yes, yes, that's it. So, you know, they're a bit limited in terms of what they can do with him. And, you know, th- this is part of the uh, downside about the way that WWE has been recruiting talent that, yes, it, it's all well and good going out there in picking up workers who, you know, can put on really good matches on the indie, on the independent circuit. But, um, you know, the, the WWE is more than a company that just looks to put people out there to have good matches. You know, they're supposed to be able to perform strongly, you know, from a storyline perspective. You know, they're required to remember long promos, um, you know, within a few hours of uh, going out there live on Raw SmackDown. Um so they're actors as well. And, you know, some of these individuals are not very strong on that front. And, you know, they do get found out, if not on NXT, then certainly if they are called up to the main rosters. And, and when that happens, then, um, you know, it's quite difficult for the WWE. It's certainly, you know, it's big staff of writers to come up with anything decent um, or meaningful for those types of individuals. And, um, Apollo Crews is unfortunately one of those types, you know, who, um, yes, certainly a very fine worker in the ring, but, um, has he got all those extras that the WWE creative look for? Um, not really. And so they are to an extent limited in what they can do with him. And I think that's part of the reason why, um, they paired with him, paired him with, uh, Titus O'Neill, who obviously is a stronger personality, can cut a promo, but, can't work a match to save his life. Um, so yeah, he, he, he is somewhat limited and he's a bit stuck in terms of where he can go. But we, we have in at the same time seen it before whereby talents are quite limited in what they can offer in, uh, in terms of the overall package, but WWE still somehow comes up with a good idea for them. And, um, you know, they turn into, uh, unexpected, um, unexpectedly over stars. So and I wouldn't write <laughs> just yet. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a good point. I mean, Apollo is quite an interesting one, uh, but we'll, we'll move on to the next match, which was, uh, Asuka versus Nia Jax. Um, Nia Jax is a funny one. I mean, we've, we've seen this feud before in NXT where she was probably a bit greener and it wasn't all smooth, but, was this one of Nia Jax's best matches in WWE? Because it, it seemed to be a very smooth outing for both of them. I mean, Asuka seems to be getting... Uh, I don't want to say better, but I think smooth is the right word. I mean, when she's going in for the armbar, Oscar, Oscar Lock and stuff like that, regardless of whoever she's working with, whether it's Sasha Banks, who's tiny, or Asuka, who's mass- uh, or uh, Nia Jax, who's massive, it all seems to be much more smooth. And it, it just seems to be that both of them are improving. Well, I mean, Asuka's a really, really good worker. And, you know, we've seen that for the last two to three years, um, but especially on NXT. Um, you know, Nijax is somebody who I think um, hasn't really fulfilled her potential. Uh, you know, 
size-wise, she dwarfs all of the women and can really come across like a, uh, an incredible monster, um, almost like the women's division equivalent to Braun Strowman in a way. Mm. Um, and yet, you know, she doesn't work in that kind of way um, and often doesn't try to portray herself in that kind of way. So um, I, I feel that there's a bit of a missed opportunity there. But as for the match itself, I wasn't too overwhelmed by it. Uh, in fact, I didn't really think much of it. Um, you know, I, I, I fully expected Asuka to win, and she did. Um, but uh, Naya dominated most of the match, and, uh, you know, they had that kind of story to it that, you know, she was the dominant performer in the match, and then uh, Asuka managed to kind of mount um, a bit of a comeback and, uh, you know, uh, get the win. Um, but. Jax then, obviously, post-match, um, you know, took uh, Asuka through the barrier at ringside, and uh, that certainly suggested that they're not done in terms of their kind of view, their program. So there perhaps is a bit more to it. And as I mentioned earlier on, it could well be that Nia somehow ends up in the um, match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, and it turns into a three-way. And... Uh, now, that will certainly be an interesting one, but um, I, I, I personally prefer Asuka and um, uh, Alexa Bliss to go one-on-one, but if it ends up as a three-way, then you know, I wouldn't be uh, massively offended by that either. But uh, no, f- for me, it wasn't really um, much of a match. Um, it was just uh, uh, nine jacks dominating and then um, Asuka coming on strong right at the end and winning the match but uh yeah it's something that they certainly have been able to do um to a higher level with better matches on nxt certainly uh, i can remember a couple uh whilst they were both over there that were better than this and uh i'm sure they'll get their chance on raw um, in the coming weeks um to certainly uh make amends and uh churn out a better match than this one yeah, I can see that. I just, um, uh, I think the the main takeaway from that is that uh, the women re- <laughs> they've not really had a one v one match have they since the women's revolution at Mania. So I think it is time that they they have a proper one on one women's title match because I think you can you can sell a story better in a one v one, can't you? Um, not not every match is gonna be needs to have four to six people just having a a big massive spot fest. But in in this case, I think. It it did its purpose. I mean, it's a pretty, it's probably a C C rated pay per view where not much happened, and this was probably one of the the better matches. But that's not saying much about the match itself. But yeah, it, right person won. I think that's quite clear. I mean, wasting the Asuka streak here would have been a nightmare. But it is WWE. Um, but I'm just trying to I'm just trying to waste time here to talk before talking about the next match, which you'll uh, love talking about more, which was uh, oh yeah. Which was Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Um, why, why was this on a pay per view? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Um, well, I was wondering that myself. Well, more to the point, why is Bray Wyatt on the pay-per-view? Easy now. <laughs> um, well, we'll have to disagree on this one because <laughs> I had my rant on Bray last week, so I won't repeat it again, but yeah, to no surprise to me whatsoever, um, this was a really lousy match. Um, I mean, it, it picked up right at the end, and um, Hardy got the win with the twist of fate. But uh, when uh, I'm talking about Bray, Bray White here, when a beach ball is more over than you are, then maybe it's time that you move on. Because that beach ball in the crowd had people's attention to a far greater extent than Bray White had not only that match, but has had for pretty much the last two years. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it was just uh, a match that demonstrated yet again just how little everyone, you know, lacks any interest in Bray Wyatt. Completely indifferent towards him. Don't really care about him. The whole gimmick is dead, deader than dead. And um, it was the right thing that Hardy won the match. And, um, you know, hopefully... Um, to yeah, move on to something you are, a bit you are more aware it's, it's one all though well yeah I mean they then had the match the next night at rest, uh, sorry at Raw didn't they and uh, no Bray had a squash match with uh, Rhino and Thingy didn't he heaps later I think if I remember correctly uh, oh that, on Raw yeah I think it was on Raw yeah well as I said last week um, you know I, I hit the fast forward button is Fast oh, yeah. go. Yeah. So uh, I probably blinked and missed it. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he beat the he beat the crap out of Heath Slater and Rhino if I if I remember correctly. But I reckon it's got it's got WrestleMania pre-show all over it. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll move we'll move on from Bray Wyatt and we'll go on to Matt Hardy. I mean, obviously he's broken up broken slash walking gimmick as the WWE uh, named it obviously it, it gained fame in TNA and then he took it I think he took it a ring of honor and etc um, but this is ju- this is just dying a quick death isn't it I know I know it's cost it's in a shit feud but it to me <clears throat> to me it doesn't seem like Matt Hardy's got creative freedom on it it seems to have been vinced quite a lot I mean in that match alone, we saw him disappearing and he was fucking singing under the ring and shit like that. It just seems to be 
very WWE version of Broken Matt Hardy, doesn't it? I, it? I don't really like it. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it was far more effective in TNA, uh, and maybe that was because uh, he was almost like the focal point of TNA, um, and that allowed that gimmick to flourish and really catch on. And uh, in the WWE, um, you know, it's just a mid-card act, and on top of that, he's been stuck with um, the kind of charisma vacuum that is Bray Wyatt. So when that happens, then it's a double whammy. And, uh, you know, when you're trying to get this gimmick off to a good start, then that is absolutely the last thing you need. So I wouldn't completely write off the gimmick and the character, but, uh, you know, there's certainly major repair were needed to try and get it back on track. And, Do you uh, think that'll be after Mania? Because I can, I can see him being in the Battle Royale. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I, I really struggle to see who they can effectively match Hardy with, especially with Jeff out injured at the moment. But I really think that the only way to kind of really get it back on track is to um, have Hardy and Jeff, sorry, Matt and Jeff feud um I think that will happen at some point down the line when Jeff certainly returns. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, he might just have to tread water and hope the gimmick just doesn't, you know, die of natural causes. Mm. Thing is, they obviously teased it a little bit. Uh, I think it was in the Rumble. Can you ever see Walken Bray Wyatt? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, How much of a shiver did uh, that send on your spine? <laughs> Well, goodness, uh, I won't sleep now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been advocating for Bray to have a gimmick change. Um, his current gimmick is just, um, you know, completely and utterly dead. But uh, no, uh, that that kind of whole leeching onto the broken or woken gimmick, um, I don't think will really help to repair that. Uh, he's got to go for something radically, radically different. Yeah. I, I think deep down there's probably a half-decent talent there, but uh, under the current gimmick, as I say, nobody cares whatsoever yeah. except for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I agree the gimmick's dead. Uh, I just think he is... I think he does have quite a bit of talent, and we have we have seen him have good matches in the past, and I think... He just needs a massive change, and I think him losing every feud that he's ever had pretty much does kill a character. So I think he needs to take a decent amount of time off and then return as I don't know, fucking fucking John Cena or <laughs> some shit. <Yeah. laughs> it'd be it'd be at least interesting to see Bray Wyatt dressed up as a superhero. Um, but we'll move on from this because it was it was bloody pointless. Um, and probably onto the the second most interesting part of the uh, the pay per view, uh, Ronda Rousey's contract segment. Um, there was obviously rumours before uh, Elimination Chamber that Ronda Rousey wasn't going to be involved in the titles and stuff like that, and it was going to be her and Rock versus Triple H and Stephanie. And it's it seemed obviously the confirmed that it's not going to be a title match, but it seems like it's going to be Kurt and Ronda Rousey versus uh, Stephanie and Triple H. Do you think? That's a good way to, to introduce Ronda Rousey, so you can pretty much see how she does, because you can can obviously protect her in a tag team match as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, she's clearly 
somebody who's coming in with no previous pro wrestling experience, even though um, a couple of her friends, Shayna Baszler, for example, um, have experience in pro wrestling. Um, and though she's obviously very clearly a talented athlete, it nonetheless will still take some time for her to um, learn about how to work and uh, you know, it will take even longer for her to become a really good, competent worker. So in the meantime, they've got to protect her and certainly having her appear at WrestleMania in a mixed tag match is something that I'm completely fine with. It's probably the best use of her Um it's somewhat of a shame that it's Stephanie that is the other half of that match. Yeah. Um, I prefer it to have been one of the full-time members of the roster, but you know, Ronda Rousey at the same time is not only a former UFC champion, but also quite a big celebrity and you know, her um, official contract signing at the elimination chamber did draw a lot of mainstream media attention and um, it was for that reason, I think, that uh, Stephanie and Triple H felt that they just couldn't not be part of that angle. And uh, they certainly made themselves almost the focal point of it in a way. Yeah. And uh, hence we saw Triple H put through a table with a judo throw. And then um, Stephanie then respond with a, a slap in which, with which she really didn't seem to hold anything back. I, I said it and, in the group, uh, that is the most visceral thing in wrestling. I mean, I'd probably rather take barbed wire than a than a slap from Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that that's some slap. Um, you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of that one. But you know, it's um, something that certainly helped to make the angle. And uh, I thought overall it was very effective. It achieved what it needed to do. Um, clearly, they've decided to go with um, Kurt Angle as um, the replacement for The Rock, I think the logical thing would have clearly been to have The Rock um, as part of that angle to feed off of the original angle three years ago at WrestleMania yeah. 31. But uh, I think for movie commitments and other insurance-related reasons, um, The Rock can't work WrestleMania. So, um, you know, if they're going to go with somebody else, then Kurt Angle is fine a person to put in there. But... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the match in a weird kind of way, but uh, just just out of intrigue to see how um, they book the whole match and uh, who goes over and how Ronda performs. Um, but I think they'll come up with some decent storylines um, for this match, and uh, yeah, it should be pretty interesting in terms of its build uh, between now and uh, WrestleMania on the 8th of April. Yeah, and it is quite interesting. I don't know if this is actually legit, but obviously they said at the contract side in that Ronda um, doesn't want special treatment and stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't know if it, if anyone's released that. That is BS. But if she does seem this dedicated to becoming a women's wrestler, I mean, we've seen with her MMA, she'll obviously have some background in performing to a certain degree but i'm not sure how the transition would be but if she is this dedicated and she doesn't have a an egotistical problem probably compared to brock lesnar who's obviously from a similar background um i think there's a lot of potential there but yeah i think 
just to, to see Kurt Angle and Triple H probably carry a match and then just have Ronda come in and look strong and probably get the the win, whether at, probably from submission or, or or a pinfall. I think it'll I think it'll be good because I think Triple H and Kurt, as long as one of them doesn't get injured, they can they can obviously have a good match regardless of how old they are. So I think this feud should work. Yeah, no, it should, and you know, I wouldn't at the same time even be surprised if the match at WrestleMania we do see the Rock put in a surprise appearance because whilst mm. um you know he's not allowed to work a match um because the thing is i mean whilst he's got movie commitments i mean if he takes a day half a day just to turn up at wrestlemania and then catch a flight back to wherever he's filming um that shouldn't be a problem if he was to work a match um he'd have to have to get into ring shape and uh certainly aesthetically um, getting he's, to, he's always in shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, he, he gets into extra special yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think that would be perhaps too much of a commitment if he's, yeah. you know, got movies on the go as well. Whereas if he has to turn up just to perhaps interfere in the match at the end and cost Triple H a pinfall or Stephanie or whatever, just pull out one or two spots to uh, make it. Um, memorable ending then uh you know i wouldn't be at all surprised if if that's what ends up happening and in some ways that that'd be a um a great logical way as i say to feed off of what they did back at wrestlemania 31 if anything the rock can always have another eric roy match which lasted about three seconds <laughs> <laughs> um which was just absolutely great crack um but we'll, we'll we'll move on to the main event the men's chamber obviously i think this is the first time it's ever been a seven man one obviously started with the uh, the three men in Miz, rollins and finn um just your general thoughts on the match as i think we both would agree that this was the the best match and the the biggest spectacle of it Oh, it was, yeah, absolutely. Um, you now we obviously started out before the match with Elias on the guitar, and um, that's how every pair of you should start. Oh yeah, totally. And uh, you know that 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 was fantastic. Um, we do agree on that one. Elias is great. Um, the only thing I was slightly disappointed about is he was smiling at points. Some he he knows gimmick. he's good. He knows he's good. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. But that that look that he gives the crowd when, um, you know, he just feel he's almost full of contempt for them, and that kind of condescending look he gives to them, uh, where he looks up that wasn't there, and I thought, oh come on, give us that, please. That that's just <laughs> perfect. It must have been his first main event, to be fair. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was still a big match, and. Uh, no, I mean, the, the guitar work was on point, as was the song. And, uh, you know, that, that was a fitting way to kick off the main event. And then, you know, certainly in the early going, as you say, with, um, you know, we had, uh, I think it was Miz and uh, Rollins and uh, Finn Balor. And, you know, it, it was pretty good in terms of the action then. And then eventually Strowman into the match and... Uh, Started destroying everyone. All hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was put over like even more of a month than he normally is. And um, I think uh, got five pins or yeah, maybe five. It was six. I think it was five, I yeah. Think five. Yeah, that's it. And then obviously um, in the end, it was he and Roman Reigns that were left at the end. And uh, well, I predicted Roman, 
that Strowman would win, um, but that wasn't to be. The big favourite going in was Roman Reigns, and uh, to my surprise, um, you know, he kind of came on really strong at the end, and uh, mm. eventually got a clean, clean pin, and uh, you know, obviously with the help of the uh, Elimination Chamber putting him through the pods and all that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, it, it certainly was effective in putting over Roman as a really, really strong um, face with a really good performance against Strowman at the end. And, uh, no, I thought it was a really good match and a fitting way to end it. And, you know, they couldn't have done a better job of getting range over. Um, you know, Strowman killed everyone, but then Roman killed Str- uh, Strowman. So um, that was very effective. So, uh I have to give credit to the uh, people that put that match together. That was a job well done. And um, at the same time, the match still gave us um, certain possibilities as well in terms of, for example, what might happen with Miz and his Intercontinental title. And there were possibly two or three opponents out of that match that, um, you know, they can certainly do something with uh, for that belt. And uh, John Cena, obviously, um, that was also another subplot uh, from this match as well, where, you know, he was surprised to lose and lose clean. And, uh, you know, the next night, you know, he was standing there wondering, well, do I even have a role to play at WrestleMania? So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of added several layers to this match and, uh, you know, the, the end result was, was a very, um, entertaining and absorbing one. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a very good main event. And do you want to just go through the the winners and losers from inside the match? Because obviously Strowman was a big, big winner. Um, I mean, coming off getting put over by literally everyone, even Reigns who won the match. Um, but just a couple more. I think Goliath came out looking a bit weak. Obviously, came in last, but was eliminated. I think second, which was a bit silly. And I think Finn and um, Rawlins came out looking quite strong. So, do you think this has done quite a bit of good for some of these struggling um, superstars? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, Finn Balor is a person that we've talked about at length over the last several months, and I think the WWE has recognised that they perhaps haven't really done him any favours. Again, he was another victim of Bray Wyatt, was stuck in a feud of nothingness for months on end, and no, I thought, yeah, I thought it would never end. But you know, he was another individual who um, certainly lost momentum by having to be paired with Bray Wyatt, and um, you know, they're still trying to undo some of the damage caused from that program. And uh, you know, Rollins coming off of that heroic performance at last week's Raw, um, again put in a really encouraging, strong performance in this one which again seems to suggest to me that um, perhaps post WrestleMania um, they'll be featuring in quite a prominent way. So yeah, he he was also somebody that came over strong and uh, he he was there till pretty close to the end, obviously. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised as I think I speculated last week for he to be a potential opponent for Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns is to win the, um, Universal Championship from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just just before we go on to Raw and SmackDown, just for a, a couple things. Um, obviously, Strowman beat the holy crap out of Reigns after the match. Um, 
do you think this has any other meaning, or do you think they were just trying to keep Strowman strong? I mean, could you actually see Strowman being added to the main event? I mean, it came out um, on Raw that Brock had not turned up and stuff like that. Um, do you think this could be punishment and just a bit of a safeguard in adding a third person to the match? Yeah, I think, again, um, they're trying to keep their options open. And there are a couple of things here at play. Um, firstly, um, I believe that Brock has now completed all of his contractual dates with the WWE. Mm. So um, he has got extra dates to work, clearly to build up to WrestleMania and then WrestleMania itself. And there's nothing to say that he'll say, well, look, I've, I've worked my contract through. I've got no more dates to work. And no matter how much you pay me, I'm just going to leave and I'll sign to uh, join UFC. Could that and, mean he uh, could avoid WrestleMania? Sorry to jump in. If he has used his dates. It's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that said, obviously, um, whilst he didn't appear on raw, he was there, he was backstage. Um, so it certainly suggests that, um, that that was an angle, um, to help try and build Roman Reigns up as this, um, hero of the WWE, uh, somebody who values being a part of the company, who likes to be around, um, who is appreciative of the fans, even though most of them boom. Um, unlike Brock, who's this guy that is a part-timer, doesn't like to be around, doesn't like the fans, all that kind of stuff. And who, who knows how effective that will be, but uh, no, that, that's certainly part of the reason why Roman cut the promo he did on Raw. And, um, you know, so that, that's the one possibility. And the other possibility is the fact that Roman Reigns might not be part of that title match. And the reason for that is, um, there is this brewing steroid controversy where Roman Reigns name keeps popping up. Um, and that's something I'll, I think I'll talk about a bit more next week. Um, because it's, it's a bit of a, complex story but yeah. um, you know it's certainly not um, out of the realms of possibility that because of that controversy Roman Reigns somehow ends up out of that match and Brock uh, then has a new opponent in Bra Braun Strowman so I think that that's why they're keeping Braun um, strong and uh, the door's still slightly ajar for him to somehow be part of that main event no, I mean, that's very interesting, especially the, uh, the Romanless one. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll move on to Raw um, and, and then SmackDown. Just a, few, just a couple of things. I mean, it was, they weren't the best episodes of Raw and SmackDown. I mean, they were, they were, better, <laughs> they were better than the, the, mal the malaise that we've been seeing for a good few months. But Cena obviously cut a promo where he kind of fake challenged The Undertaker and then he said that his, his path was still unclear and he was going to move to SmackDown. Um two things do you think that undertaker thing is like a a throwaway trying to put off the scent really and then we may actually see him versus the undertaker or do you think it was just genuine to get an easy pop because not gonna lie i did mark out a little bit i was getting excited for cena versus the undertaker even though i was i wouldn't expect the greatest match in the world and and uh two um Cena getting obviously added to the fast lane main event after beating AJ Styles on SmackDown. Um, do you think that's the right decision? Mm. Yeah, so um, certainly with Cena, then uh, I'm, I'm I'm fine with that in terms of him being added to that match. Um, 
it gives them something to do. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, they'll really be stuck um, for the next couple of weeks at least, uh, whilst uh, they decide whether or not to make that match happen. But I think part of the reason why Cena mentioned the Undertaker's name um, on Raw is just to see what the reaction would be, and if the reaction was anything to go by, it could be the biggest match at this year's WrestleMania. Mm. Um, you know, we, we've talked about on this pod on several occasions the fact that. We really prefer not to see the Undertaker return, but um, you know, money talks, and you know, if they are looking for marquee matches um, that can help to secure maybe another fifty, hundred, two hundred thousand extra subscriptions to the WWE Network, then you know, Undertaker against John Cena um, is as big a match as you can get. So, you know, it's certainly a possibility. And uh, I'd be completely fine with that. I believe that is still the plan, um, even though the way that it was certainly uh, portrayed on both Raw and SmackDown, it's as if uh, that match is certainly not a possibility. But I'm led to believe that it's actually um, still the favoured option for Cena um, for WrestleMania. But if it happens, then I don't think we'll see anything until after Fastlane. Um, yeah. Maybe but, up uh, Fastlane. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, quite. No, it was quite interesting. I thought that was the best part of Raw. Um, Any time the Undertaker gets brought up, it's uh, apart apart from uh, the 25th anniversary, which was painful. <laughs> um, but yeah, any time the Undertaker mm. comes up, it was uh, it, it's quite interesting. And just to finish up, I mean, we mentioned it a couple of times with the main event there. Um, Reigns obviously cut a promo, um, mainly talking about Bro- uh, Brock, saying that he basically doesn't give a shit about the WWE, doesn't give a shit about the universe. That, the fans can't be asked using the can't be asked using the universe lingo. Um, don't give a toss about the fans. I mean, probably true. Um, I don't want to be making up stuff, but I, I mean, Brock doesn't seem the most motivated to be a WWE superstar. Um, but is this probably the best way of getting Reigns over? Is being anti-Brock and showing him what Brock actually is? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably the only way to get him over because. Um, they've tr- pretty much tried every other way and it's all failed. So um, trying to get him over is somebody who um, represents all those fans that really value and appreciate the WWE for all that it is um, would be a more effective way of getting him over, getting the fans to be get behind him and back him um, than all the other ways that they've tried. And, uh, you know, it, it's perhaps similar to WrestleMania from 2004, when again Brock went into that show as you know a favourite, as somebody who was very popular despite being a heel. And yet, when word got out just before the show that that would be his last appearance for the WWE, the fans shit all, all over him and shit all over his match with Goldberg. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if the WWE tries its best to try and portray uh, Brock Lesnar in a similar kind of way to try and um, intentionally get the word out there that, look, he thinks he's too good for the WWE, doesn't like you fans, um, thinks that his future is in the UFC. That kind of stuff can actually be quite effective. But at the same time, you know, WWE audience at WrestleMania being what it is, they could end up, again, doing exactly what they did to that Goldberg against Brock match from 14 years ago and 
you know, shitting all over the well, both of them. Um, so, so that's yeah. a possibility as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, well, anything's possible with the WrestleMania crowd, isn't it? I mean, it can, it can make or break a, a career at times. I mean, we've seen Fandango and stuff like that make a career off off a theme song because of that crowd. Um, it's uh, it's quite interesting, but yeah, it is it is a worry. Um, I think the fact that Reigns is obviously main evented. I think it's like four WrestleManias out of five or something like that. Um, it it. it you can you can see why people don't like Reigns. I think everyone rates him that he's able to put on good matches, but it's the fact that he is being forced down people's throats at times. It's, it gets quite evident when you when he's in he main events media so much. But I think with uh, Brock seemingly going, I think Reigns it, it's probably the clear favourite to win this match because um, to finish up here, how much is Raw missing a a, a weekly Universal Champion? Yeah, I think it's been a notable kind of miss for the brand. Um, you know, having a champion that only appears every few months and then whilst he's not around, um, the Intercontinental title also is not something that uh, is portrayed in the strongest way. Even though, I mean, compared to perhaps two, three years ago, it certainly has a bit more prestige and credibility than it had. But uh, nonetheless... Um, you know, it's not the belt that you want to be featuring as your main belt on a week-to-week basis. And, uh, you know, therefore, the sooner they get the belt off of Brock and uh, back onto a full-timer, whether it's Roman Reigns or anyone else, uh, the better for the belt, the better for the brand. And, um, you know, I personally wouldn't mind seeing the uh, two brands coming together again and having single champions, you know, one world champion one set of tag team champions one women's mm. champion etc etc but um that that might still be a at least a few months off if not a bit longer yeah yeah i fully agree with the uh the raw need in a, a uh an established champion uh weekend weekend champion um but that's all i've got noted down more is there anything else you want to bring up uh no i think that's pretty much covered everything um so yeah, ho- hopefully the uh, the next show with Fastlane will be a bit better than this one. Mm. Um, but no, we, we we've got um, you know, certainly a, a WrestleMania that's not long away now. It's uh, just what five weeks away, something like that. So plenty will happen between now and then. I really hope that the build up for the show itself will be really good, consistent, and strong across both Raw and SmackDown. And um, you know, perhaps we can talk about some of the ruin matches on the podcast next week uh, when Andy's when Andy's back. Yeah, I think Andy should be back, and, and <clears throat> we should. I think we should be previewing uh, Fastlane as well at this moment. I think there's genuinely about three matches, <laughs> um, which should be should be fun. <laughs> um, but uh, this has been uh, the PWI podcast. If you want to follow us, uh, it's at PW underscore index. I've been your host at Guy Drinkle on Twitter and more. What is your Twitter? At Mo Chatra. At Mo Chatra. Right. So, yep, give us a follow if you want to get in contact with us. We, we will always uh, or try to reply to everyone. Um, if you want to follow our personal account, it'll be more Colin FSG. 
penises and stuff, even though he's been he's had a nice <laughs> day with them. Um, and I'll probably be there either talking about doggos or football. <laughs> um, but thanks for listening, everybody. It's a bit of pleasure stepping into the host and roll whilst Andy's away. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.